Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is my fellow hat man, Brandon. We're the hat guys. We're hat guys in this episode as Brandon brought up because we don't normally wear hats in the episodes. Is this the only time we've ever both worn a hat? Probably not. I'm willing to bet in over 120 combined episodes. It's probably been at least another time or two, but... It's a rare occasion, and we got a, a special episode in store for you today. We're bringing back a, the Spotify segment because we took at least one week off, maybe two weeks off. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but we're back at it again, and this time I actually picked a song I was not a big fan of, but one that I was just really curious to know what Brandon's thoughts were of, so excited to uh, go over that a little bit later. Uh, I had to debate before we did this podcast if I was going to go with the black hat or the gray hat. Figured this hat would look better on camera, but that was... Uh, that was my first good mis- or first good decision. Black shirt, bad decision. I blend in with the chair. Uh, I was actually going to say, you know, in life, we're faced with a lot of split-second decisions. Mm-hmm. Do you wear a black hat or you wear a gray hat? And listening to you here now go through your justification, I, I, I think I do empathize with you a bit more, but I still was a bigger fan of the black hat than the gray hat. That's just yeah. my personal preference. I think that's objectively an opinion that you can have. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not saying it's it's outright good or that I enjoy it, but that's fine. What is this? What is CT? I, I know we're not we don't typically read the comments on the podcast, but we, we got a comment in here that says what is CT Cincinnati Tigers? I am wearing a Twin Cities hat <laughs> for the Minnesota Twins, repping my hometown team, and uh, uh well, along those lines. All right, speaking of your hometown team, yep. who are your three favorite Minnesota Twins players? Three favorite Minnesota Twin players. On the active roster? Active roster, yeah. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Joe I Mauer. I figure, okay. Kirby Retired. Puckett. Dead. <laughs> Good start. Um, Joe Nathan. Retired. <laughs> Justin Morneau. <laughs> Retired. <laughs> Wait, who is on their team right now? I'm waiting. I know one uh, guy you always bring up. You're like, yeah, he's, I think you say like he's fast or something. Uh, I forget what you say. No, no, no. What's uh, what's that really good hitter? Um, <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Okay, there we Boom, go. Boom, baby. There we go. We got we one got guy. We got one down. Uh, is Taylor May still on the team? That wasn't his name. What's his name? I think it's Trevor May, isn't it? Is it Trevor? Okay. I Trevor, think, I don't, is he I still think on the so. Team? I don't okay, know. I'm not like the biggest Twins fan. There's so. two for you, folks. Let's get this third one in here. We got... Uh, um, uh, Miguel Sano's not on the team anymore, is he? No, he is. He, he is on the team. Yeah. Boom, Miguel Sano, folks. <laughs> he is on the team. Miguel Sano. Wow, dude, congrats that you were able to. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I couldn't name Brown's players, but I also. I don't... You could probably name three. <laughs> Give it a shot. Let's see. Let's see. Your hometown team. Let's see you name three wait, Browns wait, players. Okay. Baker Mayfield. There's one. Um. Does Miles Garrett count? Yeah, he counts. Okay, there's two. You know a third one. I know it. Because we've talked about him before. Oh, oh. Uh, Odell Beckham? There you go, baby. <laughs> there's three. Yes. Look at this, dude. I'm knowledgeable. Dude, you're Those so are, that What's funny is like that is literally, I think, it. Like I think if, if I sat here for another like hour, I don't know that I would name one other player. That's how bad I am with my Browns knowledge. That's okay. Honestly, in the grand scheme of things, does any of this matter? No. We no. all we all die in the end anyway. Yeah, it really doesn't matter, but I also like to not be like so ignorant that I just cannot name players on a team. Yeah. Makes me feel insecure. But how do you feel about people who wear hats of teams that they do not know any of the players on? 
Do you think it matters? Do you think you have to rep something that you actually care about? What are your thoughts? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want to do. How many people wear like jewelry and stuff that doesn't like have any significance? It's just about the look of it. It's the aesthetic. Who cares? Yeah, I agree with it. Like, it's really annoying. Like, for example, I would like to have like I would have no problem having a hat of every single MLB team. That does not mean that I'm a fan of every single one of those teams. I just like I appreciate this sport and I like the style of different teams. Yeah, and I well like I I remember growing up uh knowing people who would literally they would go to like lids or something in the mall and they would mm-hmm. get hats just based on the aesthetic of the hat, how good it looked. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's like do what you want to do. I don't care. I I do think that uh as much of a sports fan as I can be, I've definitely lost a lot of my fandom over the past decade since I don't play sports anymore and um I think I've paid attention to different things mm-hmm. but uh I definitely do think with that has come a understanding that some fa- some fans are just over the top with stuff and I think it was funny I had a my old roommate was making fun of one of our other roommates for wearing a uh, a smite shirt a smite is a video game that's pretty popular there's a like there, there's a pro league of this game is that like an is that an uh, acronym to something no it's smite is the name of the like i never heard of it yeah it's it, it's uh pretty big but it's it's like league of legends but you play from a third person point of view instead of like a bird's eye view and it's for the console instead of computer but anyways he was wearing a smite shirt and my buddy was like oh my god you're wearing a smite shirt like what a dork and and uh the the other roommate came back pretty good he's like you wear like vikings players jerseys how is this any different it's like two professional leagues you're wearing so the only difference is you're wearing with another dude's name on the back of here so i feel like <laughs> yeah. that's justifiably uh, worse, and I actually kind of agree with that. It's just uh, I, I actually do find that to be kind of weird that we'll wear professional sports attire with someone else's like name on it. Like that, just if you actually think about it, it is kind of weird that we do that. Is it weirder though to get your last name customly uh, embroidered on the back of a? jersey for a professional team you've never played on i've always wanted to do that i have a titans jersey number five with flipping (laughs) on the back i don't i got it when i was like 13 so i don't think i fit in it anymore but yeah it's uh, yeah i've I've always wanted to do i think when i was real little i did do that for i think for soccer that sounds vaguely familiar i the days i'm a little more accepting of like if you want to get a jersey and you like like you maybe like have it in a frame or something because he was like your favorite player. He was really inspiring or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there's a little bit of like you're wearing another dude's jersey. <laughs> there's there's just something about it that's a little. Um, Does this carry over for everything? Like like if you if for example if you wear an artist shirt and you don't know any of their songs, like does any well, of this about, matter? It's not about knowing their stuff. I just think it's like no like I think it's cool. Like if you buy Titans gear. That's one thing, but to specifically wear, oh, this is my favorite player, and I'm a I'm a 35 year old dude. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Here's my Randy Moss jersey guy. <laughs> yeah, like no, I get that. Some part of me is like, eh, you know, maybe if like you're eight years old, it's a little more acceptable. I mean, I, honestly, this doesn't matter either uh, in the grand dude, scheme. Of it things. honestly sounds like it matters a lot to you. Um, you're like way more heated on this than I thought you were gonna get, dude. But uh, but yeah, like I wouldn't wear like. Uh, like, if I went to the fray, I wouldn't get, like, an Isaac Slade shirt that has, like, Slade on the back of <laughs> of the shirt. Be I like, hope not. He's my favorite piano player, man. 
<laughs> I feel like that'd be weird. That is a weird thing. But I, I think that's just a part of our culture in general. We just like, we love to celebrate people yeah. in one way or another. So I feel like we just do that kind of stuff. But I also think there comes, there's some like ch- cherry picking with that. Like for instance, like this guy wears a smite shirt and my roommate thinks he's a nerd for doing it, but he'll wear Vikings gear. And it's like, how is this? Well, actually, on, on that exact topic, I do feel like if you attach sports to something, as long as it's like a, a, a respected sport, mm-hmm. people will give you the free pass no matter how ridiculous or how nerdy it is. It's like, yeah, well, like if, if you're really big on statistics, I feel like you still kind of get a free pass because it's sports. It's like, ah, well, he's a man. He likes sports. Yeah. That's what matters here. It doesn't matter. This is like the dork. Like fantasy football, like fantasy sports is like, in my opinion, like one of the absolute most nerdy things ever. I like playing fantasy baseball, so I'm I'm honestly contributing to this. But if you really think about it, it's pretty dorky. It's like yeah. you're paying attention to players and acting like they're actually a part of your life, and none of these dudes have any idea who you are. Well, and just <laughs> look at some of the reactions. Like, players have gotten death threats if they have a bad season. Like, mm-hmm. people who are – like, this is their career, their dream, they're living it, and then just freaking random Joe Schmo who picked him on his fantasy team. Maybe he the guy tears his ACL, and he's like, I picked you number one in the draft, yeah, that's- and you got hurt, you asshole. Oh yeah, stuff. I've totally done stuff like that before. When uh, when Andrew Luck retired last year, like uh, this guy was carrying his team, the Colts, for uh, however long his career lasted. But he just was getting so beat up all the time, and he was constantly in rehab for injuries and and, and just uh, carrying a lot. And um, he thought he was doing okay at the beginning of last season, and then just something flared up again, and he came out and he's like this is just not fun for me. Just I'm not even getting to play the game that I love because I'm constantly like rehabbing stuff and, and, and playing injured and all this stuff. So I just, I think it's time for me to hang it up and he's an incredibly intelligent guy. So he's got a lot to offer the world other than just his, his athletic prowess and the way that people reacted to it was like, it was like disrespectful in a lot of ways. Like I think he got booed by, by uh, fans in the stadium, which I guess that specific group um i still don't agree with how they handle it but in the heat of the moment at the stadium they don't have all the information i could see them being like our oh our quarterback just left us and whatever but like uh doug gottlieb like tweeted like this is such a millennial thing having to go through uh injury rehab and then quitting because of it uh what a millennial doug gottlieb we've talked about him before that that guy's really frustrating yeah I, I kind of like when he comes on uh, Cowherd's show because um, I like when they argue a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that he has some some interesting takes on things, but he also just feels very condescending. So it, uh, it really bothers me. He is very condescending. I do like uh, – okay, so how do you feel about just in general right now? I mean, I don't want to turn this episode into everything must sports because we've talked a lot about <laughs> sports to start off. This episode here, and we uh, think at this point we know we're just not suited to be a sports podcast. But how do what? you? Everything must sports was our most <laughs> our most yeah, anticipated we, uh... <laughs> and listened to episode. Yeah, well, eventually we'll do the sequel of Everything Must Sports too. Totally, at some point we're gonna do it. But uh, how do you feel about just this huge um, lack of caring for the NBA right now? Is that happening? Mm-hmm. It's like the ratings were down like forty five percent, like mm. just like really down. A whole lot. Like, I think they were, like, below um, – I don't know if I can pull up the exact stats. But this, what I saw was it was down 45%, and it was, like, the, the 
it was rated lower than all other major professional sports. And it was even like under NASCAR or something. It would never be under normally. Uh, I mean, that's obviously a sign of the times, I would say, because I've watched the games and they're very competitive and mm-hmm. fun to watch. Like the Thunder and the uh, Rockets had a game that went to OT. Uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago that was incredible what, uh, how the game ended. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching the Lakers and the Blazers play. And then uh, the the Clippers versus the Mavericks uh, has been a really good series as well. So you got a bunch of really competitive teams. So I would argue that this postseason has probably been one of the more interesting ones in recent years past. But it's just such a weird time in the way mm-hmm. that, you know, they came back with the bubble and they had like a basically a seeding uh, arrangement to try to get these teams seeded. Um I think it just kind of feels weird. Like uh, even watching the highlights, just watching the games feels just kind of eerie. So, um, well, the re- the main reason behind it, it, I like some. Well, we don't know maybe the main reason behind it, but one of the speculations is that the NBA has really dove deep into um, social social justice politics. Mm. It's become a very uh, like very politically driven sport, and then there's some people who are very upset at the idea that sports was supposed to be like entertainment and a separation from the issues going on instead of bringing awareness to them. And I I think a lot of people get really upset about celebrities using their platform to push any political agenda because a lot of people think that they should be separated. And I think that this just turns into just a, like, how do you feel is the best way of approaching this? Because there's, this is just a different philosophy. Some people think I've got a platform. I'm going to push whatever I can with this platform. And some people say, hey, I get paid to do this specific thing. I'm going to stay in this lane specifically. So when you see the NBA really go all out on supporting um, politics, I mean, it's 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 causing a bit of a divide. And some people are just completely done. I, I guess I don't entirely th- think that would be the reason because what's the demographic of people that like the NBA? I wouldn't imagine that. Uh, a, a huge chunk of the people that like the NBA aren't also supporters of the political stances that a lot of those people are taking. I I know that there probably is, but as mm-hmm. for as big as like forty five percent, yeah, I I don't know about that. And also, just shut the fuck up. Like people can use their platform of whatever the fuck they want. Like you fucking post on Facebook what your views are. So you're telling me that if you became a celebrity, you'd keep that shit separate? Fuck off. Yeah, I, I agree completely. So that's kind of my thought. Is it's like, I don't know the exact reason for all the the lack of a way. I mean, I just think that when things like things are so weird right now that people just maybe aren't thinking about sports in the same way that they were before. It, it Everyone just had to rebalance everything they were doing in their lives. So I don't know exactly what has caused for the downtick. But if it has anything to do with um, people, including politics and the sports... I am understanding of people wanting it to be separate just because they they might like the entertainment. They don't really care about the political side of things. But to just outright say that that is wrong for them to push that, I disagree. I think that exactly as you said, people post dumb stuff all the time on social media. So if if somebody is famous, yes, it's a lot more people know about it. But is that any different? Like if you go on Facebook right now, are you telling me you're not going to see people you went to high school with post 7,000 political opinions over the course of a weekend? It's going to happen all the time. What's the difference if a famous person does it? Just It's just because the audience is bigger. 
That's it. Yeah. The fucking people who'd be like, stick to dribbling a basketball. It's like, you fucking stick to fucking yeah. <laughs> going to the warehouse and doing your fucking exactly. job. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Anybody can talk about what they, that's the point of the free, con- you want to talk about how everyone should be free and they should say their fucking shit? Then let them fucking say their shit. I agree. I, it's hypocrisy is ridiculous. It's just like, you just don't want to hear it because it's not your opinion. And also, uh, to 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 completely say that this is political, I mean, a lot of their jerseys are are like the people are wearing jersey that say Black Lives Matter. Like that isn't purely political. That's saying, hey, there's a fucking problem within humanity here that we're not paying attention to Black Lives. How is that political? It might be taken into political places, but that idea in itself, at its simplest form, is not a political stance. It's a fucking it's a it's a stance for humanity. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, and you know damn well too that when people agree with something that a celebrity does, they're like, "Oh, did you hear what this celebrity said? I'm so happy that they said this." Right. And as long as it, it, people agree with what that person says, then it's okay. But if they disagree, then that's when it turns into a big problem. So I absolutely am frustrated by this, and it's not like the politics are actually taking away from the content within the sport anyways. When was the last time that in the middle of the game they had to say, wait a second, uh, we need to take uh, a knee right now for the next 30 seconds in the middle of this play? It's not like, or they're making up rules that, like, depending on the color of your skin, you have to do something different. And, like, there's yeah. None of this stuff is actually, it's the same thing. There just happens to be a little bit more messaging. It's like, we don't like when there's more commercials and things. I get it. We don't like when there's anything that distracts from the content within something. But guess what? It doesn't mean that people aren't still going to do it. It's still going to happen. And I don't think that people should be banned. Like I don't think that their voices should be shut down in sports. And we keep trying to make people shut down their voices. Like trying to ban people from kneeling. Like I just find the whole thing, it, it's interesting to me. Like people have very, very strong opinions. And I just think like don't... It, why even care so much about it? Well, I, I mean, look, if, if you want to get my opinion on celebrity and how we idolize people, I, I I would agree that we put people on these pedestals just because of certain status or whatever. That It's just like they're still regular people. So I, I don't like that in America you need uh, Steph Curry and Aisha Curry and their kids to be on the Democratic National Convention talking about how we need to vote for Biden not that I don't want them to say their their piece. I'm just saying it. I don't like how that that is actually important for people to hear what Steph Curry has to say because he's a professional basketball player. Mm. Like I want people to be able to think for themselves and not just care about what a celebrity says because a celebrity is just another person who just happened to be successful in in something whatever. But um. At the same time, if we're going to argue that they're just regular people, they also get to use their voice as regular people as well. And luckily, they've pr- brought themselves to a place where their voice uh, reaches more people than Joe Schmo on Facebook. And, you know, you could probably make an argument that some of these people um, are more deserving to have a voice than Joe Schmo on Facebook because part of the reason why I'm happily not on Facebook anymore is how many just ignorant comments you get on there you're not missing out i still yeah. have a facebook every time i i log in for just I, I probably go on facebook for maybe 30 seconds a day that's probably about 30 seconds maybe every once in a while i'll go on for like a minute uh and as soon as i go on there i see exactly i literally i go on i log in i scroll down 
bunch of opinions. I scroll out and that's it. I'm done. Because it, it honestly, it is very frustrating for me. And I honestly feel hypocritical sometimes because it's like I post a lot of my thoughts and opinions in my videos. I just use a different platform. So part of me is like, well, is that really different than someone posting on, on Facebook? And I, I, to be honest, I don't really know. Like it feels different, but I can't really tell you that it actually is any different. So I don't know. I mean, you don't have to listen to anyone's opinions. And that's what, that's the thing. Like I choose to not pay attention. <laughs> and if you don't want to pay attention to mine, that's fine. I'm not telling you, you have to pay attention to mine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do understand. Cause I mean, if there was a celebrity who was, uh, pushing white supremacy and stuff, I would want them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it to a certain extent, but, uh, but at the same time, that is the thing. As much as they are allowed to talk, you're also allowed to choose whether you listen or not. And so we're not going to be able to control what other people do. Let's focus on how we can take in or let go of what other people are doing as long as it's not specifically impeding ourselves. It's just thoughts. There are, there are many people out in the world who have completely ignorant and selfish points of view. You know, you don't have to take in that information and and be like oh well that guy makes a lot of money so i guess all of his bullshit opinions are real you know yeah. you don't have to feel that way yeah no i i agree and and um i do think that a lot of times people in power they get hate sometimes for things that i'm like I, would they even get hate for this if they weren't in power like i feel like it's like just like a random like if like, a, like i feel like if sometimes if a powerful person has like a, a favorite animal that people don't like. They're like more offended by it than normal just because a person's in a position of power. And I, I sometimes wonder, I think that's just sort of a human thing. Like we sort of, sort of the, even though we don't respect people of power a lot of times, I think that part of us has a little bit of like envy towards like what they have. And I do feel like we are like hypercritical sometimes of every single one of their actions, which is why I do think celebrity is a difficult thing for people to like, to handle it because it's got to be a very alienating feeling to become this celebrity person when you cannot connect to a lot of people in the same way. And a lot of people are just like regularly, I mean, people talk trash about people all the time, but can you imagine if you went through a breakup, but now it's also in the public, everyone's going to make up rumors, this or that. Like, that's one thing that I've definitely thought about before is it's like, you know, and we've, we've talked about this. So in the future, if either of us includes a significant other in our uh, YouTube content, you know, that's then people are going to be connected to that person. And then they're, if, if there's a breakup, then they're going to want to know, oh, like, what's the story behind this? And that's that's got to be another tough part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, one thing that we say is the be careful what you wish for uh, to a certain extent, because as as much as like we want a bigger voice and we want more people included in our discussion and our conversation that also comes with people being more people being curious about our lives and wanting to be part of our lives and, and, uh, having those boundaries is tough, but also just having to listen. I mean, we talk about you getting YouTube comments from people who don't fucking know you thinking that you need to listen to their constructive criticism all the time. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> now having to manage that, um, I think for the most part, you, you, you know, you can, you can filter that stuff out, but it's, uh, when it's at the amount of vastness that it could be depending on how well known you are, it's, 
it's a, it's a gift and a curse to a certain extent. So, you know, we might, we might look at, you know, back at our lives right now, 10 years down the road and be like, man, those are the good years. You remember when nobody <laughs> knew us and we just were doing this, yeah. you know, pursuing a dream and, 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 uh, you know, you know, th- th- that's a possibility. So it's, uh, I think about crazy. that a lot. Um, Let's uh, let's answer a few of these questions. I mean, there's only there's two questions I got here that yeah, I wanted yeah. to answer. All right, so uh, you go first in the first one. I'll go first in the second one. First one: list three things that inspire you. Three things that inspire me. Um. Uh, well, in a broad sense, art inspires me. Um, that could be music. You know, I'll listen to a certain song and. Um, even some of the music that you've shared with me, the, uh, you know, metal stuff. One thing I, I'm really inspired by with that, uh, even the song you gave me today is it feels like 20 different songs in one song. Um, and I've heard that in some, uh, music that I've listened to before, but I think metal does it to a level that I've never heard it done as well or as, uh, frequent, um, so that's very inspiring for me, but also just like, I like to get really immersed in the emotion of art and music. And, um, I'll watch, uh, I'll watch a couple scenes from the movie warrior, which I don't know if you knew this, but the song that I gave you today about today by the national is actually on the soundtrack for the movie warrior. And I watch that scene before I work out every day now, because it just gets me, oh, really? it gets me so pumped. It's like really intense and makes me want to just like keep pushing and stuff. Um, what's another thing that inspires me? Um, hmm. I mean, I think there are some people that inspire me. Um, you know, like my parents had me when they were 16. And, uh, you know, I, I think that I've, I've taken their narrative and I've romanticized it to a certain extent, especially when it comes to. Uh, how I've pursued love, how I've pursued love in the past. Um, you know, I just was like, oh, they found each other and they defied all odds. And, and that was, you know, you just got to find that person and then you're good to go. But I think that I took that uh, a little liberally and was like, oh, it doesn't matter what person it is. As long as we're, we got each other's backs, it's whatever. But I, I do think there is a little more to understanding compatibility and chemistry and, and having the right person to, to defy all the odds with. Um, but they, but they, I mean, I have three younger sisters who are all great and, and my parents are still together and, and, uh, you know, they're not perfect. Um, definitely things that anyone can look back on with their childhood and be like, you know, this kind of fucked me up a little bit, but, uh, to the, for the most part, I, I'm very grateful for them and my family and, uh, and how hard they worked to get where they are. Uh, and then a third thing I would say. Um, should I help me out here a little bit? Should I should I make something more specific or? Well, broad? I was really surprised to hear how broad you were in the first one because I feel art. like art is like a lot of things. Yeah, well, I mean, I meant a lot of things like yeah, yeah. movies, shows. I think that's music. fair though. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, so do you want more something more specific? <sighs> sure. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get as specific as I can. Something that really specifically inspires me. Um, damn. Uh, the song, I'm going to go back to art <laughs> because that's all I can think of right now. But the song Happiness by The Fray. 
Um, the song in general is uh, about um, the lead singer wrote the song about uh, a, a girl that he had fallen in love with. And I think she moved to Australia and he was like, I'm never going to see her again. And uh, it kind of he talked to his father about it and his father just talked about the the idea of of letting go and and um, kind of letting life be at times, kind of having this acceptance with uh, the things that life throws at us and continuing to do what we do. And then if it um, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. And I don't even mean that in a spiritual sense. It's just like it, it, it's it's much more literal than it. When I say something's meant to be, I mean it in a very literal sense. Like whatever is going to happen is going to happen. You know, like everything that happens is what should have happened because that's what happened. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's a very technical aspect. Uh, it's, it's similar to my concept of like there technically are no coincidences because everything led to a decision that led to this. And then we both like, for instance, you could look at Stephen and I meeting at UT and say, Oh, it was a coincidence that we both ended up at UT, but we both had our own individual specific things that led us to that decision and specifically had a reason to take the class that we took. And so if you looked at it from a broad scope, you're like, Oh, what a coincidence that led to this great friendship. But it was like, well, it's not really coincidental. It's very specific things that led us down this path and then led us to meeting. And then also our personalities meshing in the way that it did that led to a friendship. So it's, uh, I, I feel that way with, with the idea of accepting reality to a certain extent, it's not always my favorite thing to accept stuff. And, and a big part of me is, is a control freak or wants to fight hard to make things work or whatever. But, uh, to a certain extent, um, you just got to let things be while you continue to live your life. The world's going to continue spinning. And, uh, if it's going to work out, it, it will at the end. Mm hmm. Do you want me to go more broad than yours? I mean, not more broad, but do you want me to broad like yours, or should I do three specific ones? Whatever is easiest for you, because I really struggled to get that third one in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess all my, mine are kind of all sort of broad, but sort of specific. So first one for me, along the, the art, I, I would say for me, music is really inspiring, but it's it's music is like really a big thing for me because... I think in a lot of ways, music is as important to things that I create as, I don't know, watching David Letterman or watching all that type of stuff. Like I really use a lot of things in music from the style of people in music, from just some of the themes in music to just hearing some of my favorite artists talk about how they create things that they do. So I think that's a really big one for me. I also like I listen to music when I'm at the gym. So it's just like it's something that physically like gets me amped and gets me pumped up so that inspires me a lot i think another thing that um inspires me a lot is people just in general people who i can look up to people sometimes who i don't even look up here like people sometimes maybe as a whole as a collective whole like i don't have one specific person who is my overall idol and role model because i think that there's bits and pieces of a lot of people like in a way my parents are a huge inspiration to me my my brother is an inspiration to me um brandon is an is an inspiration to me um 
like celebrities are inspirations to me. The people I've worked with, people I've, the, the, I might see someone just randomly throughout the day who does something nice and that could be an inspiration to me. So definitely people can be largely impactful towards me. And I think it's important to know that just because you don't like everything about a specific person doesn't mean that they don't do like one thing that you really admire them for. And you find just that the patience maybe of that person, that person's so patient. And, w and when you're struggling to be patient in a situation, you just remember that one person who was so patient and you're like, ah, you know what? Maybe I need to, to take a breath and actually um, be a, exercise a little more patience in the situation. So those types of moments are really inspiring to me. And then the last thing for me, as I've talked about uh, a lot before, is that just general legacy is an inspiration to me, is having that ability to um, leave behind something is really inspiring. It, it, like There's been a lot of things that I've seen in my life that have been left behind from predecessors um, or even just people who are still still going strong with their legacy that is something that is that is really inspiring to me and just the idea that if i'm able to do something that that can inspire somebody else to want to be able to do something so maybe they were feeling held back by it like they maybe they felt like ah uh, you know what i haven't even started doing anything with content and i'm in my 20s like i've never been in front of i've never made a video before and you can be like well steven never posted uh or never used an editing software for a video until he was 20 years old like or 21 years old i think i was um so that like you know it's never too late to try anything like that it's like you're never too uh you're never too old to pick up an instrument or something like i just don't think that you're ever too old to to try anything new so yeah just i, I would say legacy is another big one for me yeah that's really good um all right so the next question is if you are feeling unmotivated what helps you keep yourself going um okay so i'll answer this one first when i'm feeling unmotivated a big thing that i do is usually when i'm feeling unmotivated um it's like there's there's something that's causing it so i try to figure out what is the root of it is it i haven't been sleeping well lately is it i've been doing the same thing over and over again is it that i'm feeling sorry for myself with something like i try to get to the root of what is the thing that right now is currently keeping me unmotivated then once i establish what that thing is that's keeping me unmotivated i see is there a way that i can like directly change that right now in this moment and oftentimes it might just be like readjusting something it might be okay I need to go to bed uh, earlier in the future. But a lot, a lot of times, even when I figure it out in this exact moment, like I can't all of a sudden figure out, like I can't all of a sudden just give myself more sleep. So if I have to just pull the motiva motivation out of me, even when like I don't have an, really any other options, I think what I try to do is I try to do whatever needs to be done differently. So for example, if I can't find the motivation to do a workout, I like if li I'm if I'm listening to music and it's not doing it for me. Sometimes I'll say, "Okay, I'm going to call someone and talk to them on the phone while I do my workout because that will distract me from the fact that I don't want to work out. But maybe if I'm talking to them, it'll be just enough of a distraction that I'll be able to get through a workout. Or I'll do a different workout that day because clearly the other workouts aren't working. Maybe if I switch it up, it'll kind of get me excited to want to do it. I basically just look at approaching it differently that day than I than I normally do and sometimes that little bit of shake up can give me that extra little push to get something done 
Hmm. That's actually a, a really good strategy. I, uh, cause I'm thinking, I, I think I've used that at times, but I don't think I use that nearly as much as I should. So I think that's, uh, just kind of adjusting your approach, uh, in, in small ways to, to get you through it. I think is a, is a good thing. I, I think that, uh, a big problem for the reason that I ever get unmotivated because I think my specifically for me I think my default person is a motivated person an ambitious person and so when I'm at my most clear I think things kind of take care of themselves like I um, even when I'm not feeling necessarily the most motivated I at least if I'm at like kind of a a clear state I can overcome that just by uh, understanding that it might be something I need but uh, for me, when I'm out of that place, it's typically because I'm kind of paralyzed by thoughts. Like my mind kind of runs rampant and I'm unable to uh, escape that. And it, it really does like stop me in my tracks. Um, and so in order to help my mind kind of filter through that stuff, uh, a, a technique that I've used that has been very helpful is, um, well, two things. Uh, first of all, I think it's it's a, a strategy to kind of slow down your mind to a certain extent, um, but also simplify what you are kind of um, navigating through. So this could be doing something like making a list for the stuff that you want to get done. Because if you have that physical list of the stuff that you want to get done, you can take things one step at a time. A lot of times my head is swirling around with all these things that I have to do, and it feels like I have to do all of them at one time. And so then I end up not doing any of them because it's like, how can I accomplish all this stuff? But if I just say, okay, I know that I have all this other stuff looming over me, but let me just focus on writing my emails right now. I'm just going to take care of my emails. I know that stuff feels, I'm, I'm feeling the anxiety from all that stuff but I can't do everything at once. So let me just write my emails. Oh, I got my emails done. Okay, let me take another thing off the shelf and start working on that. And then slowly but surely, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I got everything done that I wanted to get done. So slowing it down and really simplifying what it is, what tasks you're trying to accomplish uh, has really, really helped me. And another thing I will say is, um, and I brought this up, but meditation specifically for me, because again, it, it is a thought thing. Meditation for me allows me to navigate through my thoughts. Um, it really trains you to kind of recenter and refocus yourself. And um, I've actually missed a couple of days of meditation and I already kind of feel it in my mind. Like I already feel like my head is going places that I don't naturally want to go, but I'm listening to those, those voices and giving them power. And so, um, I need to get back on track with, with meditating and, uh, make sure that I'm the one in control of, uh, my, my desk or not my destiny, but just like I'm, I'm the one at the driver's seat. So even if I have these voices telling me go left or go right, I'm the one that can still go straight if I want to. Yeah. These were, uh, I, I really enjoyed these questions because I, I do think that these are good things just to, to consider sometimes because, if you don't know the answer to this question, like if you can't, if you don't know what it is that inspires you, that that's probably actually a problem. And I feel like I actually even will think sometimes in my head about, okay, well, these are things that inspire me. And then also it's really important to know how to keep yourself motivated with things because as soon as you start, your motivation starts dropping off. Like I, I think we've all been there before where the motivation starts to drop off. And then we start usually getting mad at ourselves because like there, at a certain point, there's no one else to blame. You just start being upset, and you're like, "Wow, like I, I don't, I don't like how I'm not accomplishing the things that I want to do." Yeah, 
and then it starts compounding on top of each other, which is all, always a something I'm guilty of is I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which makes me feel bad about myself, which then makes me feel like I, I don't know, then, then I'm in a bad mood and then that just ends up making me have less fun. It's just a bad bad space to get into yeah things can really compound after a while so it's uh i, th- I think it i mean the, not to i feel like i always do this but th- this is one of the things that i just appreciate about these conversations in general and you know when you guys bring up these questions for us it really allows sort of the purpose of this podcast to shine because um a lot of these things you can think about and, and even ask yourself what inspires me and never really come up with an answer because you don't sit down with yourself and, and have that, that self-discussion. Um, but allowing these thoughts to get outside of our mind and, and into conversation I think is super helpful for facilitating um, the next steps to be successful in whatever it is you want to be. Um, even if that's, that version of success is just starting to be motivated. You know, that, that's just one thing at a time. And I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but I, I appreciate it. You learned anything new or interesting this week in terms of like an interesting fact where you're like, wow, I had no idea about that. Just any fact? Any fact. All? Yeah, any fact. Whoa, holy crap. Um, well, I learned not this week, but I learned after our last podcast episode that donkey shows aren't real. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't don't listen to Brandon on that. <laughs> Here's the deal, okay? There's a there's a comedian who has a really good joke, uh, Nate Bargatze, where he talks about how he's he's tired of science always changing things because uh, when he was a kid in school, Pluto was a planet, and on his test, he's like, on my test, I said that it wasn't a planet, and I got that answer wrong. It turns out I was right all along. <laughs> it's not a planet. But I just think it's funny, like, looking back at some of the things that I think my parents told me or somebody told me um, that when you're a kid, you don't, you don't know, especially back when we were kids, we didn't have Google. I was also taught there was three moons back in the day, that Earth had three moons, so honestly, who knows at this point? (laughs) Yeah, and so you grow up, and and I don't think you ever, like start to fact check it and you're just like oh yeah that's that's fact so the donkey show thing was i heard that from somebody and i was like oh yeah i I just have that little nugget that i can bring into the episode this is actually a really really good point because this makes me realize how before like even growing up at our age (laughs) demographic we grew up before people googled things for the first very large part of our life so if our parents told us something there wasn't a quick Google search happening. It was we believed it until some point later in our life we did a Google search and realized that what they said was absolutely wrong. And back in the day, there was all kinds of uh, kinds of things that I was told from my parents where I was like, I think one time my dad told me as a kid, he's like, yeah, if you fly in a plane, it's like a one or two percent chance of death. And back as a kid, I was like, so if I fly a hundred times, <laughs> I'm uh, there's like a there's a solid chance that's the end of me. Like I was just thinking in my head and i'm like and that's if i fly a hundred times but it's not like it's not going to happen if i fly like 10 times it could still happen so i I, obviously i googled it that that stat is not right and maybe i even misinterpreted it because i was a dumb kid who knows but basically my point is there was a moment in time not too long ago where people would just go about their day with (laughs) incorrect information all the time and then they would spread it to other people telephone was a real thing you'd spread who knows what and eventually the stats were so far off you wonder why urban legends and stuff happened back in the day because people like 
you can't keep track of just how far off that things can be can things can go yeah well i and also i mean if you guys know me i'm like very uh argumentative and and maybe not borderline i am stubborn like if i if i think i know something i'm pretty pretty stubborn with it so just think of me as a little kid being told these little things uh, and like arguing yeah i was the worst i remember when i believed in santa claus i um what do you mean believed Wait a second. <laughs> we've we've done this bit before. I know. <laughs> but I think it was I feel like, I feel like it's gotta be a running thing. <laughs> yeah. Um mm. no, but I, I when I believed in Santa Claus, I remember my cousins trying to tell me that Santa wasn't real. And I'm like, You guys are idiots. Of course Santa's real. And they're like they're like, dude, no. It, Santa's not real. It's your parents. Your parents are sneaking stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah? Then who gives my parents presents? You think my grandparents are driving over, dropping off presents? I was like, I was so logically sound. I was like, you think my grandparents are this dropping off? This is so funny because this is this is exactly what I did. I was like, okay, so you're telling me that they got everyone in the world to believe that there was some flying man here <laughs> and that he he could fly all around the planet and go through chimneys and drop off presents and this many people believed it but it was but it's all a hoax you're telling me there's websites dedicated to telling me where santa is right now like you could go online and it'll say like santa's flying over north carolina and like you could find all these websites and i'm like you tell me that all these people are in on this same hoax get out of here right so there, <laughs> there is some like logic behind our arguments <laughs> you know it's not just like well no i just believe in fairies and everything is so magical and whatever there's like you know, when someone argues to me that my that it's the parents that do it, I'm like, well, then who brings my parents' presents? There's some logic behind <laughs> that. You know? when, when you argue, you're like, oh, so everybody's in on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the interesting fact that I learned is, uh, tit- I think it's called Titan Titan Boa. I, I think it's Titan Boa. It's the largest snake that ever existed. I've been in this uh, weird phase lately of learning, like, what were the biggest animals to ever exist. <laughs> I go through some weird phases. And uh, Titan Boa was a 43-foot-long snake, the longest snake that ever existed. It was, on average, 43 feet long and weighed one ton. Holy crap. How terrifying is that? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's <laughs> Like, it's so scary to think about how big animals were back in the day like we i feel like i've said this before we definitely gloss over dinosaurs way too much we're just like oh yeah dinosaurs were a thing Th- this is absurd to me that there was a, a moment in time where these giant huge lizard things that were like tens of feet tall just walked around in the plant like it was no big deal like those guys probably weren't afraid at all of titan boa they're like oh 43 feet i'm not scared of this guy i'll just stomp right on him what a weird time. <laughs> Definitely some weird times back in the day. It, it was super weird. That's why when people are like, I want to go back and see the dinosaurs. I'm like, no, you absolutely don't. If you had a time machine, Have you, you seen Jurassic Park? How many mistakes we got to make with T-Rexes before <laughs> we learn, all right? <laughs> Do you think something like uh, Jurassic Park will ever actually happen? Uh, dude, I hope not. Yeah. I hope not, too, but I think it probably... I, I actually would not be surprised if something like that happened at some point. Maybe. Honestly, though... Put it on an island that's isolated. Yeah, until they start evolving and start learning how to swim across the ocean. Right, but that evolution would take so long. That's what you think. 
Dude, who knows? Dude, my dinosaurs were around for a long time. Like it doesn't seem like it, but we're talking like millions of years. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of years. That is a lot of years. It's a lot of years. You're right. People, that's what I'm saying. People are underrating how crazy this dinosaur thing was. <laughs> do you want to do the Spotify segment? Um, yes. Oh, actually, you know, I gotta, I gotta make a, a point that actually is true here, which is technically Pluto is a dwarf planet. That actually is accurate. It was now classified as a. It went from being a planet to not a planet to then classified as a dwarf planet. Well, is a dwarf planet a planet? Uh, it's a planetoid. Yeah, it's like, so it's not technically a planet. It's a planetoid. Yeah. I guess so, not. I, I don't honestly. I don't really know. This is like a square. Is a square and, a rectangle? What are we gonna What are we gonna get hung up on here? Okay, <laughs> I was telling a specific comedian's joke. All right, so you get back off, Jess. Take her mod powers away. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of Jess and her mod powers. Take them away. She's she was warned. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if it counts or not. It uh, doesn't count. Let's. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon gets to make the rule on uh, on planets, right? That's that's your new thing, your planet guy. Well, is it a planet or is it a dwarf planet? It's a dwarf planet. Okay, fine. It's a, so it's that, a dwarf planet. Is that specific? Do we call Earth a, a dwarf know. planet? Let's no, get, we let's call get, it a planet. Let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson on get here. Get him in here. Let's get him on here. Get Hit Barack Obama on here. <laughs> it's up. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, get him on here at EMG Pod. Um, all right, so we'll do the uh, Spotify segment. Um, Spotify, I guess I'll, Spotify, I guess I'll go first. Spotify. I'll go first. All right. So, a song I got is called uh, "About Today" by uh, some something called the National. I, I'm going to assume this is a group this time. Yep. All right. So this is a group this time. Um, this is a it's a slower song. Like I'd say it's like on the slower end of the songs. I mean, you, you give me a lot of slow songs though, so I'm not I'm not super surprised with that. Really like the drums in this song. Like they they're. They're not loud like I normally like. I normally like these like huge drums, but in this song they are huge, but they play like a different toned down version of huge, which I like a lot because I think you've pointed out to me that uh, I tend to really like s- songs that are very uh, guitar and drum driven, which I I think that that's very true. Like, did you like the guitar riff in this? Uh, not at first, but I liked. It. I don't actually really? like it in the opening. But I really, really like it as it like goes on throughout the song. Interesting. Um, I think the guitar riff is incredible. The reason why I don't like the opening part of the guitar is when I very first heard it, I was thinking that this was going to be like a folky song. So I think just in my head, I was like, oh, great. It's a folk guitar. I'm probably not going to like this song when I first heard it. I will say as it goes on, I started to really appreciate the guitar and the drum part of it. Um, I was a bit surprised that it doesn't go... Um, it doesn't go uh, as into, like, it doesn't like go like real big at any point. There was no like huge anthemic ending or something like that. They so th- do that in part the surprised live, me. In the live version, they do that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the part that surprised me. But to be honest, there are songs like this that I do like even without that um, that big like driving ending of it. And I also think that sometimes it can be a little bland if a song kind of stays in that like slow 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 and then big at the very end i like that sometimes but i do sometimes like when it doesn't happen in a weird way it, it's sort of like it almost makes me like longing for something more afterwards which can be bad but sometimes can be good in this particular song i actually thought that that was a good aspect of it um in terms of this guy's like voice i um i liked it for the most part um wasn't like an overly standout, but it's also like it's not a 
it's not like a vocally driven song in the sense of you're supposed to be overly impressed by like the prowess of this person's voice. It just sort of complements the song. So I really liked that a lot. Um, I think the I actually don't have the uh, questions on here. But I think the last question is uh, would what you I, have it on your playlist? Or? Uh, would I put on my playlist? I'd have to listen to it a couple more times. I think I'm kind of on the fence in this one. For right now, I'll give it a thumbs to the side, but okay. I want to listen to it a couple more times. Um, so a big thing for me is if a song captures what I think the meaning is. And so that feeling of yearning from this song, I think that the song mean, I, I don't, I don't know what their specific meaning behind it was, but it is about, the, uh, there is some heartache to it. There is some like, um, losing somebody. And so there is like this emptiness to, to it. So uh, part of me likes the fact that, you don't have this this resolve of this in, intense explosion. It's just kind of like it's it's sort of a defeat of, of something. You have to kind of let something go, even if you want more. I, I think that captures the meaning behind it a little bit better. Um, but you, yeah, I mean, if you're interested, check out the live version because they do get really intense in the live version. Um, yeah, I, I picked this song because again, I I've been watching the scene from the movie warrior to get pumped for my workouts. And this song comes on at like one of the most emotional parts of the movie. And it just like, it just gets me pumped. And, uh, yeah, I just get pumped by weird music too. I, I think comparatively, like this song is a slower song and a sad song, but some, for some reason, probably because of the association with the movie, but it just like gets me really emotional. makes me want to fight hard. And I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and what was the song that you had me do? It was like Sick. It's called uh, Stick Stickly. Stick Stickly <laughs> by what's the band? Attack Attack. Attack Attack. All right. Stick Stickly by Attack Attack. Oh, all right. Where do we start with this one? I'm going to kind of go off script because I have a lot of thoughts on this all song. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Interested to hear. This song, I think, really amplified for me the reasons why I don't like this music this kind of music and also some of the things why there are parts of this music that I can take away. Uh, so let's start off with the, the bads. Um, I can't stand the, the growling, the, the screaming. It just like for me, if I'm going to sit here and tell you that I like the, the authenticity of what a song meaning is and a feeling, how much versatility can you convey with that type of singing? I can't understand what he's saying. It feels very, uh, nobody sings that way naturally it's you have to force yourself to do that kind of vocal performance and um yeah you can go different levels you can scream versus growl and stuff but i also feel like it limits you musically because like every time that i hear in this type of music they go to a growl the music like has to come down and growl with it almost i don't really even know how to how to describe it per se but it like everything kind of there's kind of like a breakdown in the music, like duh, 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 while, while the dude's growling. And I'm just, it just takes me out of it. I do, I'll, I'll stick with the negatives because I was about to go into a positive here. Um, I, um, I, it just feels, it feels forced. It feels inauthentic. I feel like you're very limited. Um, I like, if the emotion that you're trying to get across is, is like anger or, uh, intensity, um, I can somewhat understand it, but I, I think of songs like Rootless Tree by Damien Rice, where um, 
like the chorus is fuck yeah we know we've been to a sin like this very intense like uh, just like uh, just leaving it all out on the line but it's it's like he's using everything in his voice to get this whereas this one feels like I'm gonna try to sing this specific style to do this and it just it feels fake to me um, and uh, what else did I not like um, this song in particular so uh, this will be a good segue into the stuff that I do like, but this song in particular, I think really took the versatility of, or the dynamic aspect of metal music to a certain extreme. Cause like it felt at certain points that this was going into like a techno song <laughs> and then it was back to like this, uh, heavy metal, like uh, growling stuff. So I, to me, I'm just like, what are you trying to convey with this fucking song? Like, what is the song about? <laughs> like, what genre? I can't wait to tell you about that. <laughs> um, and, uh, but at the same time, I respect that. As a musician, as an artist who, like, wants to push myself in different areas, I do like how music like this can, it can be, like, multiple songs in one song. Because um, it's not entirely out of place. Like, there are some aspects of this where I do feel the meshing and I feel like there's some, like, foreshadowing in the beginning that the techno part at the end is coming at some to a certain extent. Um, I also do like the versatility of the different vocals, um, even though I'm really, really craving that there's going to be a, a singing part of it as opposed to the growling the whole time. Uh, there is a certain aspect of it that makes me appreciate the singing a little bit more. Uh, than normal because I'm so tired of hearing the fucking growling. Um, I do think that this music also um, allows for, on that same kind of vein, it allows for when you do have those like softer moments, there is there is a certain amount of uh, gravity to them um, because you kind of are building to this like, now we're at this point of resolution and, and you just listen to what I have to say and listen to the, the purity of my voice and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I do appreciate that overall. Fuck this song. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I know when I was, when I was thinking about my thoughts for this song, I was like, all right, this is going to make me seem very close minded and, uh, whatever. But I think I, I think this song allowed me to understand more of why I don't like this genre of music. So I appreciated it for that. And I really tried to, to, uh, just give this a, a, an objective point of view, but, uh, I just, I did not like this song at all. So this is the first time that I actually put a song on here. So it, (laughs) this is, I, I normally put a songs on here that I like and like I listen to. This is the first time I actually went out of my way to find a song that I'm like, Brandon will hate this song a lot, but I always pick this song whenever I want to like show people just like a ridiculous song because I, I actually question if this song is actually like, yes, it is music, but it's like the most hodgepodge song I've ever, one of the most I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of songs that are just all over the place. Um, but I like to show this, to, especially to people who do not like music that is heavy at all, uh, because I just think it's pretty funny. Um, the reason why I, I picked this is, yeah, it's just like a song that, that this is, I like to hear people's thoughts on. Uh, it's sort of a guilty pleasure for me because the first time I heard this, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is so over the top cheesy. Attack Attack is a band that actually got some notoriety when I was in high school. They're from Ohio. So actually like 
specifically where I was from, people started talking about them a little bit. But people were very fascinated by the fact that this metal band kind of combined with like this like 80s techno thing. They kind of just like fuse it together. And there are some people who think that they they were only around for like a few years. Some people think that like th- even though their music's a little ridiculous, that it actually did inspire some later music of more um, bands in metal experimenting with multiple genres a little bit more to try to blend them that did a way better job i think bring me the horizon is a good example of that yeah that did like a way better job but some people said that like attack attack sort of like got people thinking of this direction maybe just wasn't the best at it because if you listen to this it's so choppy it feels so forced this song is actually about jesus (laughs) and if you listen to it there's no way you would ever think that like it sounds like who knows Honestly, it could be about absolutely anything because you can't understand it. I hate the screams in this song. As much as a metal fan as I am, I think a lot of times people expect that I just like love screaming in music, but I'm super picky about it. It has to be like, um, it has to be like done in a very specific way for me to like it. This is the exact type of way I cannot stand, where I feel like they just put metal chugging and they're like, I don't know what to do here, so. Let's just like have you scream over this. And this guy, uh, uh, his screams were, I think they're called fry screams, which are like, it's a unique kind of screaming that I particularly don't like. Now he did get better and join a band later on that I like actually a lot more, a lot more than Attack Attack. Um, but yeah, this song is, uh, it's sort of a guilty pleasure in a way. Cause I just think like some of the techno parts are kind of catchy that I don't mind, but yeah, this song's absolute, it's absolute mess. And the music video is hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. But here's another thing about the screaming stuff is I feel like that even more than regular singing and vocals, you have to be super proficient at it. If you're a bad screamer, it's like it's unlistenable. Yes. (laughs) I don't think that's a word, but like I can't. I already have a hard time listening to it. I can get by on some of it. But like if if you don't do it the quote unquote right way, I I'm sorry. I'm not giving you my ears. Like it's it's horrible. Like sometimes the people who have voices that I don't like the national guy. You know what? He kind of reminded me a little bit. Like that song. I thought may, maybe you would like it because it reminded me a little bit of brand new, especially the song that. You yeah, did. yeah, yeah. That, I um, thought that. So I thought maybe you'd like it. His voice in particular isn't like I'm not like oh my god. His vocals are incredible. Some people really like it, but it's also just like like he fits a certain kind of music. Like. Uh, Sometimes it with the growling and the screaming and stuff, it's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it like stops the music. Like the music can't continue going in a certain direction because we got to make room for this fucking bullshit growling, and it's uh, it bothers me. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be done in a like I definitely will like it if it's done in the right way, but uh, it it just really depends. And this is a good example of when it absolutely does not work. Yeah. <laughs> even even me back in like uh. Back in the day. But although this song was, uh, I had a friend, him and I, we would drive around and we'd blast this song sometimes. So it'll always be like sort of a guilty pleasure song. I mean, there was there was a guilty pleasure to the techno parts. Yeah, exactly. There was part <laughs> of me so that, ridiculous. That, that kind of liked those, <laughs> but they're so minuscule in the song that it's like, it, I can't listen to this. Yeah, I, there, I can't. They actually, there's one track on this album that is just an interlude. It's just techno. There's no vocals. And I'm like, this is, I like, it's actually Jam like pretty, out. it's pretty solid actually. So, uh, yeah, it's not bad. 
Uh, I'm glad that we. Uh, I'm glad that you finally listened to this. You, I will show you the music video at some point because it honestly it was so notoriously bad that it had its own Wikipedia page at one point because it was just like so ridiculous. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. It's like every cliche in the book. It's when funny. you talk about having your own Wikipedia page, would you be okay with if your page was something that you did that was so notoriously bad? Oh man, <laughs> I guess it's a start. <laughs> I just would hope that it's not all I have Wikipedia. Like page if you had for. like a Rebecca Black Friday. Oh yeah, like my bit. like eventually I'm just like you know what I'm writing this first song I'm getting it out there and I finally put it out and it's just like people think it's like Friday people like love it but because it's so bad. I don't know. It might be soul crushing, but <laughs> I mean, she's still somewhat relevant. Like, she, oh yeah, she has like a music career now. I'm, I, I've she's gotten a lot like, better too because she was she really is, bad yeah. before. Well, I also <laughs> think that she was really bad partially because of who she was working with. Like, if you've looked at the other songs that those music producers have done, um, pretty brutal. Yeah, not to mention like, I mean, how do you make that song Friday sound good? Like, it just nothing about it is particularly like. Uh, I don't know, a good song, to right. be honest. I guess in a, that's a weird thing. Like, is it just inherently a bad song if, like, we're still talking about it all this time later? Like, something about it piqued our interest, so does it make it bad? Well, I think it's more culturally relevant because it was so bad. So, yeah, I still think it's bad. It's just <laughs> as a society, we all agreed that it was bad, so we connected on something, and now we still talk about it. That's Yeah, that's interesting because, like, there's a lot of – that's a weird thing about art. There's a lot of music that is like incredible in terms of like how technical it is or how uh, how great some aspects of it are, but like no one really talks about it much. And then there's just absolute trash. Like Takashi Six Nine can just throw something together. Not saying that some of his songs aren't catchy, but he could literally just throw something together and like it would get a bajillion million views, and it would be like way way more talked about than who knows like an absolute work of art. Mm-hmm. Very interesting part about art. Um. Anything else you want to talk about? No, uh, other than just telling people, if you didn't see my music video for Won't Quit by my old 80s synth pop band, Transistor Radio, check it out. It's live on my channel. This week I have two covers from uh, Transistor Radio coming out. One is Somewhere Only We Know by Keen, and the other one is Talking Body uh, by Tove Low. So make sure you give those a listen, and uh, that's that's about it for things I'll, I'll pub. What about you? Um, okay, so for me, I'm experimenting a little bit into maybe throwing in some skit videos on my channel in the near future, but we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. It's just, it's something I've been thinking about. Um, I I have a plan and this is something I will be working on, which is, uh, I'm trying to come up with like different show ideas. So like I'll have, so that basically you'll start to expect like, oh, he's he's doing this segment or this, like this part of a show. So I'm going to start doing that, but I don't have them ironed out yet but that's something that's uh in my back pocket that i'm kind of working on right now and um expect i mean should we i I guess worth mentioning brandon and i are gonna have a new theme song for the podcast at some point just a a heads up for it um so yeah don't be shocked when all of a sudden you see some changes over here on emg um other than that i don't really think I can't think of anything else. That's all I got for now. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you made it to this part of the episode, we appreciate you sticking around. If you want to reach out to us, give us your comments, questions, thoughts, you can email us, emgpod at gmail.com, or you can call us and leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. If social media is the way that you like to 
uh, reach out to us. We are at EMG Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. He is at Stephen Russell B. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Holding on to-